Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. You guys, this is not an ad. This is literally my love for a friend of mine and her company, my friend June McCall, who loves this podcast, and she is 19 years old, and I've known her since the day she was born. She's this talented young artist who just literally on Tuesday launched her very first business. She started an online store. It's called Fly Away Lemon. If you go to flyawaylemon.com, she's an artist, and she's done all of these illustrations of lemons that are dressed up as different characters it's the cutest it reminds me of like the cutest little things you would find in like a dream tokyo boutique you know it you can buy pins she's made puffy stickers t-shirts it's like the these are all the perfect gifts for stocking stuffers for just uh, just like a i just hey pal i love you there's t-shirts there's cards so it's she gave me this sheet of lemon puffy stickers there's it's i mean who doesn't love a puffy sticker let's be real but there it's a dress-up party they're going to a costume party so there's like a lemon that's dressed up like a unicorn and there's like uh there's a robot lemon she even drew a character that's the bachelorette lemon that's like in a red dress like uh excuse me like taisha and excuse me like claire holding a rose if you go you should just go check out the website fly away lemon it's these, the, the, all of the residents of the lemon, if you click around the website, they live in like, it's a whole world. They live in Lemon City. They, uh, it's a zesty metropolis that has beaches, a booming economy, an ever-growing population. You can get a lemon that's dressed up like a piece of cheese as a pin, like a lemon cheese pin. There's a lemon, like a sushi chef lemon pin. It's the cutest thing going. And if you, uh, for our listeners, if you go to their store and you use the discount code, it has to be all capital letters, ROSE, R-O-S-E, you get 10% off your order and you're supporting this amazing 19-year-old 
badass baller boss uh, young woman who has started her own business. So you know what? We support you. Go get yourself some treats. Use the promo code. Go buy your friends and love them. And good for any age. For little kids, for teenagers, for that college student, for like your girlfriends, whoever. Go buy flyawaylemon.com and use the code ROSE. This was not a paid ad. This is because I love what they sell. Welcome to Will You Accept This Rose, a production of iHeartRadio. Oh, yeah. Gonna get all up in you tonight. It feels so good. I just got one little question for you, girl. Will you accept this rose? Oh, will you accept this rose into your world? Special episode of Will You Accept This Rose? My name is Arda Marine. I am not coming to you from my bougie garage in Los Angeles, California. I'm coming to you from my couch that is missing three out of the six cushions and it is covered in a plastic picnic tablecloth because my cat Elaine has urinated all over it to celebrate the marking of the beginning of the holiday season um, with me to and also Zoom won't let me on so I'm on my phone and guys you know what that makes me horny for hump day happy Thanksgiving everybody happy horny Thanksgiving to you with me today to celebrate the removal of the Wolverine with no fanfare, an episode that did not acknowledge smoke shows or Wolverines after setting up such a big storyline with it. Uh, we have three people with us. I'm going to say podcast royalty, like legit podcast royalty. The first person came with us to San Francisco and uh, we just, we love her so much. She's a friend of the show. She is, you might know her as one of the hosts of Three Freedom. You might know her as one of the hosts of Newcomers with Nicole Byer. You certainly know her as the wrong Missy. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, your friend, Lauren Lopkiss. Hello. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm great. How are you? You know, so good. Things are so good. (laughs) really thrive. I'm I'm just freaking out because Black Friday is happening and I need to get online and I'm just thinking oh. about the stuff I'm going to buy. Dude, I have to tell you, my brother, my birthday is coming up and my brother emailed me and was like, what do you want? And I, I came up with was a cropped puffer jacket and two different versions of human hair. I want a fake ponytail. <laughs> I want a fake ponytail. And I want no, my brother's not going to get me any of these, but I was really like going searching the idea my soul. Of him buying the human hair, hair. Yeah. and sending it to you is just amazing. Nothing says brotherly love like purchasing your sister human hair. My brother always buys me ponytails. So I'm like, you got to stop. <laughs> There's also a thing called like the halo crown that you could put like an elastic on. So it's like <laughs> an elastic band. Like there's like a big elastic. And then it, I want like that 1970s fringe hair, but I'm sure it's that. not going to be. I don't think it's going to be the same color as my hair, but as long as my brother has purchased human hair, I I think think it has to match. 
Well, you know what? <laughs> we're going to uh, we're going to ask the next woman who is okay, okay. the queen of advice. This is a woman, and this is this is our sister podcast. But she came on once this year, and when I say that she really captured our listeners' imaginations, I mean people could not believe this crossover in the podcast world. This was not pe- something people saw coming. They loved her insights. I'm sure she's busy cooking in Marblehead, Massachusetts. She is. She hosts the most amazing advice uh, podcast with our friend, Brian Safi. She is not a trained therapist, a licensed person, but I'm going to tell you, she's like Yoda. She's like, she, she, you've been on the podcast. I mean, her advice, I love her. I feel very I, safe with her. I, I trust her and she, mm-hmm. she doesn't bullshit she tells you the truth, but it's like, it feels good when she's even being harsh on you. Like you want it. Ladies and gentlemen, the host of ask Rana with Rana and Brian, Rana Glickman. I'm so delighted to be back. It's true. I'm working on my stuffed mushrooms right now. Well, I'm holding, I arrived on my doorstep yesterday and I gave a big rave review last time. Rana is the only podcast that ask Rana. They have their own coffee and she now has, the Ronica blend. Are you kidding? For Hanukkah and the eight ho- days like, of Ronica. That's exactly eight- right. I'm mm-hmm. I'm only apologizing to Lauren that eight days of Ronica didn't come out before Black Friday because I know she does all of her gifting ideas come from from Ronica. And and I got they stickers do. that said kiss kiss and hashtag excuse me. <laughs> so cute. Um, Rana, can I ask you as an advice columnist, is it is it inappropriate to ask my brother for human hair for my birthday? Now, if that's the sort of relationship you have, well, he, there are some people that that's the way they are with gifts and that's the way they are with their engagement rings. Tell me what you want and I'll get that. And if that's yeah. the kind of relationship you have, if he's yeah. going to spend $200 on something, it may as well be something you want. If he's going to spend $200 on something, it might as well be somebody's hair. Yeah, but you absolutely have to take it to your colorist and have them match the color, which they will do for you if it's right. real human hair. Rana, I just need one tip before eight days of Veronica of like the number one thing to get, you know, relatives at this time. Well, of course, my first suggestion is that everybody send everybody a bag of Veronica blend coffee, which Absolutely. is $20 free shipping, excuse me, at askveronicacoffee.com. Excuse me. Uh, and we do have, I have to say, we made these very cute, we did gift ba- a gift box. I saw them on your Instagram. They're very cute. They have the Kiss Kiss mug. I'm going uh, <laughs> and they have, there's a large and a small. The large one's 100, and that has everything that we've got available, including... This adorable new scoop that we've debuted, which is oh, a brush yeah. gold scoop that has a clip also. This is adorable. The coffee. You, yeah. you can't go wrong with a brush gold scoop. But <laughs> yes, there are so many. My big ticket item this year that I really want is the Japanese Balmuda toaster oven which okay. would look terrific Hold in your guest's kitchen. Lauren loves to cook. So if you think that's not yes, going on I do. And if it, right now. A Japanese what a toaster oven? B-A-L-M-U-D-A. That's my big hot ticket item for this year. Thank Spe- you. Speaking of hot tickets, the gentleman that is with us here. <laughs> I know. I That's know. Number, Where are you going with this? I know. Number one on his wish list is human hair. I know. Number two. 
This is, you guys, this is podcast royalty. I did not know that this gentleman was man enough to A, watch the Bachelor franchise and B, man enough to admit that he watched the Bachelor franchise to be able to lure him in. I mean, he is. Wasn't much of a lure. You basically said, hey, do you want to do my show? I said, yes. Yes. But then I thought in my mind, I was like, I can't wait to get a weave on that hair. I'm going I'm- <laughs> to. OK, that's yeah. <laughs> He's very excited about that, by the way. He has not stopped texting me ever since he mentioned that. He's like, I just yeah. need that hair now. Well, Lauren knows that I'm I'm bald and have worn a wig for like how long? Probably 20. I would say 20 years. Two years. Yeah, 20 Your years. Wig- your wig don't looks- call it a pace. It's not a pace, Scott. <laughs> your, your, your piece looks very realistic, Scott. <laughs> this is a gentleman. He- I miss toupees. I do miss toupees. When it was always yeah. fun walking into a restaurant, pointing out a rug on the different people in the place. Today I'm wearing a, a hat with a wig on it. So basically, it's just <laughs> the kind that you just flap right on your head and say, "Is that a gr- is that a gritty hat?" Gritty yeah. <laughs> is the I, mascot of with, Philadelphia. Am I with right? Gritty hair, <laughs> correct. Hanging out with Paul F. Tompkins has made me know that, unfortunately. <laughs> well, uh, he he hosts a podcast with Lauren Lopkins and Paul F. Tompkins called Freedom. He's also the host both of the podcast and the IFC television series that was on for many years, Comedy Bang Bang. And he was the director of the Between Two Ferns movies, which Lauren Lopkins was in. You should hey. check all of these. I love that film. Out. I love they did a terrific job on that film. Lauren, stop stop getting residuals off my own introduction. Come on. Hey, Scott I got Ackerman. Scott, in your, in your ladies intro. and gentlemen, Scott Ackerman. <laughs> you turned my intro into her. But I got Scott. a couple extra credits in there. Girls, girls, <laughs> girls, you're, you didn't get more credits. This was all just a way to get Lauren some extra credit. She needs, she's very insecure. Yeah, I, I just need my MDB to be read out loud, please. <laughs> Hi, Arden. So great to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my God. Such a joy. Are the leaf blowers done at your house, Scott? They are done. Yeah, I, I, I got them to finish by noon. So, yes, we're all good. Great. Well, things screamed at them. Says, hurry, says, hurry. The a, says the woman that has a moaning cat next to her. She wants <laughs> everyone else's leaf blow is to stop. My moaning cat. You know what? It's a lonely <laughs> holiday over here. It's a lonely pandemic. I'm, 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 my moaning cat is a euphemism. <laughs> Well, uh, technically, that kind of a moaning cat is not lonely. If you look no. at it, no, this this moaning cat is delighted. No, also, not that one. I meant you euphemism. If oh, you euphemism's no. moaning, it means it's not lonely. That's true. Then it's having yeah. a good time. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we also have with us Katie Levine and Dr. Anna Tana Banana Hosnier. Ladies, how are you today? Happy holidays. Hi. Hello. That's the kind of charisma you can expect over here. Really. <laughs> that reminds me of such balls, yeah. SNL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, you guys, here we are at the beginning of this episode. Last week we left off. There was so much drama between Ed and Chasen and the Wolverine mm. and the smoke show. And, and like in my mind, we're building up to get this big like two-on-one between both of them. The whole thing totally dropped did you guys i mean lauren were you aware like when you were watching it were you like or or were you just trying to stay awake were you you were thinking in all honesty i just googled the wolverine because i can't keep any of these guys straight chasen um chasen not to be confused with jason 
Um, God, you know, yeah, I was ready for something to go down this week. It was kind of uneventful, but there was some kind of fun hijinks, I feel, in this episode. It was a little bit of a comedy of errors at a certain point when two men wanted to go visit Tasha at the same oh, time. That was incredible. Was very Shakespearean. There's just, there was some good stuff. Yes. I feel like I'm very grateful that we're done with Claire, even though I enjoyed the drama of Claire. I'm glad it kind of, you know, burned bright and fast and died and we can just move on. Scott Ackerman, overall, as a gentleman, how did you yes. feel about the four-episode arc of Claire and then the arrival of Tasha? Well, Claire, <clears throat> gosh, Claire, Claire was a lot, but I also think she was interesting. But the and, and she's not boring, but the no. inevitability of her going off the show kind of, you know, it, I wish I didn't know anything about what was going to happen this season. But the fact yeah. that I knew that she was going to be leaving the show with a guy she falls in love with coming out of the limo. And and it's not like I'm on, uh, you know, websites that have spoilers or anything like that. But it truly was, everyone just seemed to be acknowledging that that was going to happen going into the even the bachelor franchise sort of yeah i i know i think i think it was like in people magazine like you could almost not avoid it and Um, there was like a billboard with with a man's leg going in front of her with putting a sock on or something what What? are you serious describe this billboard man's leg well i guess i'll start with claire's in it and she's looking very like sexy. And then this man's leg is coming in front of it. And it's like he's putting his sock on like they just effed. Whoa. Oh, well, my friend texted me last night that made me laugh so hard. Um, uh, Dale posted a video on his Instagram of him boxing with someone inside a gym in New York City. So he's obviously trying to kill himself. Oh <laughs> well, that's interesting. It's interesting that Dale's back in New York, though. That's okay. Let's talk about that, Rana. Um, do you? There was stuff that came out in the press that made it seem like he was out partying in New York with models and then he was quickly seen again with the models with his ring on do you think they're broken up but they want people magazine coverage what do you think is going on what do you mean with his ring on so he there was like some did she give him a promise ring or something like that they're they're engaged but they're not married you're right somebody pointed you're right if they're not married who cares if he has a ring on yeah that's a good point. But I have seen a lot of things on Dumois, the gossip Instagram account, where he's been seen with other women who are not Claire and some women sitting on his lap and stuff. And this is even during COVID. Was there pictures of a woman sitting on his lap? No photos. There pictures of his lap? Well, <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the other billboard. <laughs> <laughs> How about well, the ad? Claire is not sustainable as a pet. Yeah, Claire. Claire is that is watching a self fulfilling prophecy, yes. and I think it's very interesting when Tasia arrived because I have to be honest. I sort of thought, oh, I can't go on this ride again. As soon as Claire was done, I thought I can't. <laughs> you were almost out just of the, of like, the franchise completely. It was four episodes. I thought four episodes. I can't. I can't start over with this with the whole. The, the, your emotions back to zero. Well, but also just the strange, the strangeness of the routine and of the bill, the, the day one, and then the rose. And it's a lot of momentum to build up to then have to build it again to stop. Yeah. Scott, you need to know that Ron is newer to the franchise. Yeah, so this is well, she's not used to oh, this. Okay. Is, 
We're so used to this, like. But I'm also exhausted after yeah. my. This is my first Bachelor franchise. I'm already exhausted of it. Yeah. Well, I was excited that we get to do it all again because this, this, <laughs> these are the interesting episodes in a way before yes, they yes. go on boring dates where yeah. they're all just sort of like sizing her up and she's sizing them up and yeah. they're all like puffing their chests out. Like this but is the you good know stuff. What don't you like that? I'm starting to really appreciate the whole COVID situation. With the oh, really? That's going to drop a <laughs> <that. laughs> With regard, Laura loves Rakhita. <laughs> I'm just saying, I kind of like how the dates are like just hanging out because I think I know. Well, I, they yeah. know except for, but I'm very totally... curious about these protocols because they're, they're bringing friends in and they're bringing. No, which I, I can I tell you, it was very strange to bring those friends in because I thought it was interesting how or Margaret Cho, like a couple. Yeah, yeah you know, like all the when the celebrities come over. Why would you bring two beautiful women in? Because they it's were past so, that. They oh, always no. were. But it's so interesting. If the whole focus of the thing, so there, uh, there's obviously differences between the way when you flip the dynamic of this one woman and all these men versus all the, all these women and one man. And it was so interesting to me that they would bring these two gorgeous, fun girls in. Because it reminds the men that have been living in this bubble that think the only thing that they can get is Tasha, that there are other women out there. No, Ronna, just Ronna, just so you know, they do this every. So one of them, in theory, at that point in time, was engaged. So that was one yes. of the. I know, but I'm just saying they always bring in past bachelorettes. But this the is thing is, of, all these men think they like Tasha because this I know. is what the game is. Yeah, but then if you bring someone else in who really is more your type or has more of an energy or someone that you're more attracted to, it, it sort of bursts aspects of the bubble. Yeah, and I, I have to say it was very interesting. And the thing I'm blown away by when I watch this is how terrific Tasha is at dating 15 people at once. Yes. She's and so good. Claire was terrible at that, but mostly because she's lying. And of course she had, she had all that time in quarantine to look at all their Instagrams and figure out their personalities and decide the one that she wanted, whether they spoke or they didn't speak beforehand. She had made up her mind and you can really, when I was watching those first four episodes, you thought sort of thought, did she, didn't she, did they speak, didn't they speak? But then when you see Tasha playing the game, you realize, oh, of course, she wasn't ever really open to this. So it is really fun to Tasha's see someone great- who has Tasha's such a, a wonderful energy. And uh, though she, last night we saw another side of her. Oh yeah. Oh, she runs a tight yeah. ship. She yeah. does not, if you don't, yeah. for, so here we are, we're starting out the episode. Noah, the nurse who's just shaved his mustache, is lounging mm. on, he's oh. lounging on a daybed with inner Wolverine Chasen, who, uh, he of the bastion face. And, was, and it was very interesting also to see how the men, part of the thing that's so interesting is to see the dynamics behind, between the men. Yes. That those well, two would well. end up on a daybed together. I have to say, this is why I don't like The Bachelorette as much as The Bachelor, because I find men to be kind of douchey. So when there's like 30 or 40 of them at a time, the dynamics between them are not as interesting as the dynamics between women, I think, you know. I will say, though, Scott, sometimes I feel like on The Bachelorette, the guys sometimes actually befriend each other, which they were doing more with Claire because I think they were getting no attention. But like, I kind of (laughs) like watching the bromances, whereas I think the girls can just get catty. And like, sometimes I like when the guys make each other laugh, but now 
that's not happening as much. Okay, so Noah's on the day bed with Jason, and he's complaining that he's lost his superpower of his of his mustache, and he's saying they're all a bunch of weens. And then he comes, <laughs> <laughs> Chris Harrison comes in, and he's like, she shaved it off. And um, then Chris Harrison <laughs> says, lesson learned, Tasha loves bold. They say this for each bachelorette. They always say each bachelorette. I was like, that is not the lesson I learned there. I was. Yeah. I thought it was disgusting how she the, shaved his mustache. The lesson learned oh. is she hates mustaches, which is like neither here and nor what there. Was that she was trying to give him a chance. Ugh. What oh, was the, that razor from Walgreens? That, that, that was <laughs> from the checkout at Walgreens, that neon clipper. <laughs> so then they, so they, she gives them all an assignment. They have to write an, an original love song and perform it. Right. Um, and so that I was, surprised anybody took the guitar it looked like no one was even close to a musician but somebody grabbed the guitar and we saw we saw Bennett trying to rhyme like writing his stuff trying to rhyme house and he had mouse and douse and then why did he even pick never got to louse he never got to louse and then watching them perform the country where my wife is is from (laughs) hey you got a song there I watching him perform a rap, the whitest oh. man on earth, Scott Ackerman. When you watched Bennett rapping for Tasha, did you yeah. physic, did you cover your face physically? I I just can't with Bennett. He is so uh, he's he's the most unlikable guy there. I think, uh, and and unlikable in a different way from the other guys who are like mainly just douche canoes. Like he's he's just he's so pretentious. He went to Harvard. He doesn't use any words right. There's, there's like he couldn't spell co- limousine. A oh. couple of times he said <laughs> he like he, 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 com- he complimented <laughs> he complimented Taisha's prowess, which means skill oh. or expertise oh. in a particular oh. activity. Like oh. what is he trying? He, he just thinks of big words. At one point he goes, "That was a pretty polarizing reaction," which sounds uh, smart, but he doesn't mean polarizing. I got mad at that too. I was like, "Who liked it?" he he also and people kept tweeting us last week that he felt like Lori Loughlin was his Lori Loughlin was his mom like that somebody bought him his way yeah he's a legacy for sure because he's he's not is he good looking I don't think he has a legacy chin but that's what it is like he got in and it's all absolutely a legacy he couldn't add and he couldn't spell I was looking at him, Scott, physically last night and trying to figure out if in person, I think he's tall. I So I bet he's tall and sort of maybe presents as, I think Tasha likes that, like, remember Paradise John Paul Jones? She likes that kind of tall preppy guy that like maybe she liked that he was bougie, but no, he's not. She likes an upwardly mobile choice. Yeah, but he does. But, he's not hot to me. I wouldn't. No, want to but you can tell, unfortunately, that she's not attracted to him. Whenever he goes to kiss her, she her body recoils. A well, little she bit. she went in for it. I, which I was surprised because I just find him repulsive. And yeah, she kind, she kind of went in for it on their on uh, in their one on one time, which I was surprised by. I thought he was going to go maybe because yeah. his rap yeah, was too. terrible. You know, I mean, if you can't rap. She Come loves on. kissing everybody. I think she does like to kiss All people. I this think- COVID yeah. kissing between us. So well, they're so, so horny. Disgusting Rana. to watch. They're so horny. They, they are horny. It's we've true. been but away she- from people for like eight months. We, you but- know. 
But she's also like, like you think they've I, been in the bubble for eight months, guy? Well, no, but I mean they've they've been not seeing people. I guess that's months, true. You know, yeah, and, and then finally, all bets are off here. But they filmed it in July, so it was like they they've been basically not like pretty horny since March. But like, yeah, there is something about the and these COVID. are horny people. I'd almost rather just go dry hump people with no mouth kissing, like watching the COVID mouth, like the open oh, mouth COVID. Pretty kiss. woman rules. <laughs> just like Richard Gere or Scott. Just, I don't think just, he was the one not kissing. <laughs> just not on the mouth. And I've, I've never even seen it. And I know this. <laughs> no, he was the male hooker. He was the hooker. <laughs> okay. I think you're very confused about the plot of Pretty Woman. No, I've seen, I know exactly what's happening, Scott. I know, but by the way, your wig looks beautiful, Scott. Um, <laughs> so then we have Kenny, who's the boy band manager. And oh, Scott, yeah. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but he's a boy band cover band manager. And I was oh, really, oh, I was, oh, did you guys know that? That is no. damning. I did that's not die. Well, that, that's why he couldn't even come up with a melody. Oh my God. So we like, I was hoping for like a boy band number from the boy band cover band yes. manager. His tattoo is incredible. I've liked his, uh, he makes me laugh. He's also a porn star, I think. Is that oh. right, Katie? Is he a porn star? For real? Is he a porn star? I think he's a porn star. I could see that. I think he did. He did porn pictures. I know that. But I don't know. Anna, huh. would you call him a porn star? I don't know if we found it out. Pictures. Which guy is I have, I have a, Somebody texted me my first ever dick pic. My friend, my friend Karen, who sent me the text earlier about Dale and the Jam. I never received a dick pic except for from Karen. And it was of Kenny <laughs> with his dick out holding a chicken, which is just like my author photo, except I don't have a dick out. But I am holding a chicken. Can you send it to us? <laughs> yeah. Because I'm curious. Yeah. Please don't send it to me. <laughs> no, please. I'll send it to you, Scott. Don't worry about it. I'll send it to you. It's a Katie, good fact, Scott. It wouldn't be. Katie. Oh, wait. This is, a, this is a guy who yeah. doesn't own a suit. Katie, can you Kenny, send it to Kenny, him? Yeah, Kenny let me see really if I can find it. Took off. I thought Kenny was going to take off a little more than he did. He never really Me too. I know. I was excited. I found. I feel like Kenny will do well in paradise. Who's so Kenny? then we have all. Kenny has the boy a giant band tattoo. Manager. He's the boy band oh. cover band manager <laughs> the with a giant tattoo. Okay. Um, I don't know so if he will do well. I don't know what his, yeah, he just didn't quite, I kept thinking he was going to take off a little bit more and he didn't. Paradise, Paradise. He only had a launch off. with Kenny. So we have, are they going to do COVID Paradise? I hope so. Yeah. Someone's so, got to get their dick wet. <laughs> <laughs> and that person is Kenny. It's Kenny. <laughs> So just, then, I just then, put it in the oh my God, oh my in God, the chat. Sure. Sure <laughs> you, 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 you have to open it so it wouldn't show up automatically. Yes, Scott. You have to look at that dick uh, Scott. No, like, I actually... I, I, oh. I, I Googled you have it. To. Yeah, see, I don't you know if you call to. that porn. I don't know what it is. I don't know. I, I, I Googled it and there there are like 10 pictures. They're, they they look more like nude model pics, but there's one where he's, rest, he's resting his phone on his schlong. Wait, put that in the chat. Put okay. that in the oh. chat. Actually, I don't know. Do I email, email it to me? Email it to me. Mike is having visceral reactions. <laughs> where, is, where is this photo taken? Scott, you need to email it because I'm afraid on my phone. If I, I don't want to fuck up the connection here. I need to. Right. But I do need to see his phone yeah, on okay, his Okay, I put it in the chat. There do you go. Do we know what this is from? It appears to have been a it's print magazine. It's blurred out, though. Okay, I have no idea. 
be detected from your mind didn't come to email it email it scott okay, okay. Um, so here is- i looked it up he he has done soft core porn um, and he was in something how called soft heels homicide <laughs> What was it called? High Heel Homicide. <laughs> oh, I actually was, I was pinned for that, but then they let me go. I, I was like, I was, I was, I, they, they held me for like three days, but I, then they didn't hire me. officially actors? You know how uh, Ed was accusing Chasen of being an actor? Are any of them actually actors? I don't no. think they, I don't think they're allowed to say they're actors on the yeah. show. They always say something else. They only have to say else. their day job. Yeah, they like always say, they, they always say, either. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, that was my favorite when someone asked Tasha what she did, and she said she was in the beauty and wellness space. Yeah, that, which she means tra- that she's the, she just wants to be so, an Instagram. But yes. that means all she is is an Instagram person. Yeah, yeah. Isn't yes. that what that means? Beauty she makes and all wellness just Instagram. means like take pictures of me, and yes. I'll get paid for it. Yeah. So Bennett's rap was this: You don't need no Harvard degree to be in Paris eating brie with me, Scott. Please tell me you could do better than that. Well, first of all, you have a you have an extra in Paris. You have an extra rhyme right there with Paris, and he doesn't even. Uh, it's like Emily in Paris. No, everyone um, says Emily in Paris. Wow. Yes. Well, we so have true. Ivan. So true. So then Ivan pulls a move and he actually, he's very smart and he brings her up. He's like, you seem really far away. Can you come sit next to me? And then he kisses her hand and he serenades her. And, uh, and then he wins and he gets invited to the El Presidente suite for a one-on-one. They, and they then- did the housekeeping there pretty fast, didn't they? I <laughs> as somebody, my friend Lori texted me and she was like, poor Claire. It's like she has to play the floor is lava right where like Dale and Claire boned three nights earlier. <laughs> it's like everything that went down in the suite and now they're playing Twister and the floor is lava oh, and eating the largest Sunday. I that's never acknowledged. Like Sunday Sunday they, so yeah, there that has to be a deleted scene where they that Sunday got wheeled in because <laughs> but honestly, it's really shocking when I, suddenly I, I, they're I eating. I said to Mike, like I feel like they just put that Sunday in because like they can't do anything. So they were like, let's just make the food big. Like they were just like, there's yeah, nowhere to go, there's nothing to do. Well, that's what well the whole Twist thing up. was like because normally they're like in helicopters and there's fireworks and there's bands and they're flying off places and now they're playing the floor is lava and then she's oh. like oh I forgot the menu and then oh. it's when you're a naturally silly person to then watch forced silliness like to oh. watch people trying to be fun and yes. carefree well, it's to, like, to Lauren's point earlier though I I do agree like I felt especially with Claire and now Tasha, uh, every date is, is, you know, they have to spend it on the property. They can't go anywhere else, but, and yeah. it's been a real impediment to the season until this episode, I felt like their date, this is what all the dates should kind of be is just two people just getting to know each other, you know, and yeah, all the, yeah. all the forced fireworks and here's your favorite band singing a song gets in the way of the romance. And this is the first date in a, in a while where I really saw, I, I saw, you know, like sparks between the two people. And I was really like, Oh, I could see those guys together because they actually spent time together. Well, I have real to say, conversation. I mean, that was this. This was the most real. I mean, I, I would never have guessed that a date that started out with a a fake pillow, which is just a pillowcase stuffed with feathers for a pillow fight, <laughs> a rigged pillow, a rigged pillow. I Who never... had to take the scissor and cut the bottom of that pillow, which, <laughs> so, which producer there. But I will say this was the most 
real conversation I have ever seen. The the fact that they had a, like, this is the deepest conversation about, like, police brutality. I thought he was lovely. I thought his story and just so they get to know each other. And for our listeners at home that don't actually watch the show, basically they, they go into this, they go into her suite, the El Presidente suite, which is the same one Claire had just been in. They do sort of like, they get, you know, take out from, they get room service and they play Twister and they do stuff. And she was concerned that he was a shy guy. And then they start talking and they were talking about how they were both biracial, how they both have black dads and her mom is Mexican and his mom is Filipino. And um, that she says that she's never like that growing up, they both went to predominantly white schools. They were talking about how her mom instilled faith in her. His dad is like 73 and her, his, her dad isn't even 50, which is terrifying. This was, this was hitting home for me and Kula, by the way, like she, like, like the dude was talking about how old his dad is and he's, and you know, yeah. he's like, he had me when he was like 45 and I looked over at Kulop and she's like, oh boy. <laughs> I, mean- no, I, I started doing the math of that. He was like, my parents are ancient. And I thought, yeah. that's all of my friends. <laughs> that's everybody. That's everybody. I know. Um, we heard about his brother. How So basically, they're both the oldest siblings in their family. He wanted to be an inspiration. He has a younger brother that's like a year and a half younger than him. So he never drank. He never did drugs. But then when he went off to college, his brother took a darker turn. He, he started doing drugs. He got four years in prison. And right before prison, he had a little baby girl. And he was saying how chilling it was to see his niece born who couldn't touch her dad. And he wants to be the second dad for her. And he wants to be there. And then he brings up like all this stuff that he heard about his brother's time in prison and police brutality and how correctional officers beat him up and just talking about, and he was asking, um, he was asking Tasha about her experience and like the weight of the world affecting her this year with Black Lives Matter. And it was a really moving conversation. You know, she was tearing up and was saying, you know, it's a lot. And he was saying that it was, you know, he could tell that she was hesitant to talk about it, but I think that he helped it must her be difficult ease. to feel like she has to be the, like the, the yes. person on television, you know, it, yeah. it, it, I can only imagine her being in her head having a conversation and, and, you know, on television. And am I saying the right thing? Am I a, a proper representative of the community? I know I was thinking that watching and just how much Rachel, Rachel, I think was really put through the ringer when she was the bachelorette and it, you know, and, and I could see the terror of wanting, like wanting to say the right thing. And, um, it was really surprised. It was a really moving conversation. I was surprised to see it on the bachelor and so happy it was there. Lauren, what did you think of it? I thought it was great. I really was like shocked that they had such a nice deep conversation because you really never get there with these dates. And I feel like a lot of people aren't willing to be really vulnerable with the, with the person, even though they are trying to like fall in love and marry them. So I thought that was really great, but I I still actually think it was because they played Twister. I'm not kidding. I think, I think the date really opened them up, like just hanging out, watching a movie, whatever they were doing. It was like so chill and real and I felt like she was genuinely having fun in a way that you can't when you're like pretending to eat. Like 
it was like a real date. I thought that really led them both being really open. That was the first time you froze for a second. That was the first Uh time I've actually seen people eat on dates on The Bachelor. Like that was a surprise. I was going to say, I've never seen food at the table. Usually they have food at the table, but they've already eaten. It's just there as a prop. Yeah. Um, and then they, they're there just to have a conversation. They've eaten before the cameras are on. Separately. Do, do eating is disgusting. Yeah. Scott, do you remember? Like, I, eating I remember Ari was like, the one thing I liked about Ari as a bachelor was he would like eat his food and then he would eat his date's food. He would just eat everything that was right. on the table. I feel like you was, weren't supposed to eat it. It's like fake, like display yeah. food. It was interesting. So she did like, he did kind of open her up and she was saying how she grew up hey in now. Orange County. <laughs> well, I know he's a real catch. He's so sweet. And yeah, I don't Kulop, know, Kulop I don't was know saying like she's rooting for him. First of all, he's half he's Asian too, too. He's too young for her. And and they're not it's not gonna work out between Well, them. well also what but he's a catch when you watch the when you watch the Bachelorette or The Bachelor, you you anyone who's not an aspiring like magazine model or instagram person are kind of taken out of the running like if he just has a regular job these people don't want partners with regular jobs they want to they they want a future where they can see themselves being on the bachelor a lot uh on all the spinoffs and being on magazine covers and stuff yeah she doesn't she doesn't want to move to dallas because he has an engineering job ryan and trisha yeah well or like it was a different time though when they became yes. they became a big sensation. They were always right. they'd go oh, back to their life and then they'd come back and be on everything. Now, now people want to move to Hollywood though. Like yeah, Ryan, yeah, Ryan it, and Trisha were content to move to wherever they right. live. Yeah, now. they live in Colorado. No, yeah, right. now he did say that thing to her, which I thought I wondered if he meant it or if he was just saying it to her, where he said he wanted to build an empire. He wanted the same thing as her. He wanted to build an empire. I, I love that. Ivan said that to her. Mm. Well, he's an engineer. I think he's really ambitious. And I think maybe he wants, like, I think for him, it was like, he wanted to do charity stuff. He wanted to give back. Like, I think he wanted to be like, well, he a, was talking like he was a ball player though. I mean, I want to have a foundation. I want to have, yeah. you know, that was fame talk. That wasn't, uh, that's true. Yeah. So talk. maybe, I mean, maybe he's trying to come to her level, you know, and yeah. what she likes. Um, but that was that I, I thought their relationship was great. He's he's for me, he is the front runner in just how deep their conversation got. But that is the only issue standing in the way for for them is like I, is he willing to move to Hollywood and, and try to be a celebrity? I don't think it's the only issue. And I might get in a little trouble saying this, which is I think that. Tasha grew up in Orange County. She Where was I grew the, up, by the way. She exactly. She was the only uh, sounded like one of the only black girls at her school, or or biracial. And I think she always talks about Orange County. She identifies. She to me is like the only black girl in the sorority, or the only black girl on the cheerleading squad. And I think that's part of why that conversation was so tough for her because she can't. She isn't entirely sure. And this year, in in this year has been remarkable, and in the in this way, that it has forced everyone to confront either how they feel about either confront their own identity, well, everyone's identities, I guess, but also how they feel about all of these things. And I think that's part of it is that I think she has buried that for a very long time. So you think she likes white guys? I do. (laughs) Okay, I do. 
She so Spencer. That Spencer was the first yeah. per, from San Diego who was a. I love who is I, the most orange as Orange County as you get is you can only yeah. go south, south, more south to San Diego. But also, you grow up around a, a lot of people, and then that becomes the thing that you are yeah. attracted to. It's it's not about not liking black guys, but I just think that she hasn't really had the opportunity to date that. I man. felt like they had a really deep conversation, but her physical chemistry with other guys is it like feels more crackling. Maybe, but the, the one point I wanted to make is that, you know, you don't take someone, she knew what the date was going to be and you don't take someone back to your, to your, room. your room for a multi-hour deep right. conversational date with a huge Sunday if you're not into him, you know what I mean? Like that's, the, so that's the kind cute. of date where that's the kind of date where you pick the person that you're really into and try to get. To know. So I think cute. she wants to like Ivan. I think everything you said is entirely true. I think she wants to like Ivan. She wants to believe that she can try this other thing on, but I think she's going to defer to her old. Yeah. Let's check she, said, she said he wasn't her type at the beginning. And I felt like, the conversation was almost emotionally overwhelming for her because she had to open up to him in a way that she wasn't expecting. She already yeah. had kind of been like, he's not my type. But I, I, I don't see her. I don't see her taking him back to the room if, if she doesn't plan on. Yeah. Like that's a long ass date. That yeah. A that's long true. date. That's Let's true. Let's check in with Anna and Katie. Anna, how did you feel about this? Uh, no, I, it was great. It was surreal. I mean, the the to hear Ivan say George Floyd, I was like, unbelievable. Oh my gosh! And also, yeah. I knowing like the majority of Bachelor Nation is very white supremacist and intense. Um, I feel like it was so needed for them to see that. If they're watching, who knows if they're tuning out because there's people of color on this show. But I, I was is that I, a thing really where Bachelor Nation is. They got, really they, they got really yeah. um they got in a lot of heat during the height of black lives matter because there's only been one black lead ever in the history right. and uh, quite honestly a lot of the contestants never make it very far you know like it's yeah. not been and but, that's but the what fa- the fans are are yeah, well, racist Lindsay's her, was hers was the it was the lowest rated season ever was Rachel mm. Rachel so Lindsay's crazy. season and there was we a had, lot of pushback being like we don't need a black bachelor like relax like there was a lot of that kind of vibe of like people being like whatever and you're like well and in the last few years i think because of like there's it got very southern white pageant young like all that hannah and like there it got very young white southern pageant and so this is a very refreshing reset katie katie what do you think about all this I thought it was just so great that they showed that conversation and that they showed them really getting real with each other. And it was so important to have because the show, like you said, it really has gotten like after Rachel, it got whiter and it it really did get very like Southern white pageant. And to see, you know, two people having a conversation like this, that's that's so real and so important. And then to see them get emotional about it, I just thought it was so important and so, so great. I have a question though. I wonder if, the the contestants have deep conversations like this and we yes. never see them because of yes. time and, the, and the, the producers felt like this was one they wanted yeah. to show to sort of like prove hey you know we're including black lives Matter. i i wonder yeah, I that all the that. time yeah but i, I feel like but i feel like 
that's a huge flaw they have then if they cut out the good deep conversations mm-hmm. that make it make but sense why they fall in love like that's why they always i i'm so confused watching these shows usually is because you they're always trying to 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 put a, a sense of mystery about who the person is going to pick to the point where they cut out any kind of like real chemistry stuff. But Mm -hmm. think about like last year on like, do you think Peter and Hannah Ann or like Peter and the girl that was super Christian that he picked, like, do you think they're going to talk about George Floyd? Like, like that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like tricky because they're not even talking about that. The show is a fantasy. (laughs) So the real world is not supposed to infiltrate the show. Okay. We're going to, we're going to take her. It's a nice choice that they made. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Bone zone. Let's get in the bone zone, guys. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast, I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. 
Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back! Okay, you guys. I know this was, I have to say, because they were probably filming this. We were just talking before the break about um, them actually showing a conversation about Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. And um, I think ABC had to do something like this. Like, I think they were really, you know, and I actually feel that it, it felt it felt organic. Like, it actually. It did, feel, it did not feel like, like lip service to me. It yeah. really felt like, hey, we're, it was a good conversation. It was good that we saw it. Uh, and I'm glad they included it, and it didn't feel like pandering to me. I agree with you. It was on his mind. He really wanted to know how she felt about it. He was just, I I just think he's so, I love it. I am an Ivan fan, and I am a Brendan of the turtleneck and the suit fan uh, from the first date. The Rufa from Milford. I love it. We love a boy from Milford. (laughs) Uh, So now we have the group date. How far is Milford from from your house? Yeah, yeah, from Marblehead. About, uh, 40, about an hour 15. He's so cute. I'm yeah. rooting for the good Massachusetts. Yeah, guy. I love listening to him talk. It's so cute. Me too. He's so cute. Yeah, he's so he's, sweet. He's, he feels authentic. But that's feels- been very interesting. When they switch from Claire to Tasha, all of these men that had been completely pushed to the margins were moved forward and brought up like Zach and uh, Brendan, all these men that had no chance with Claire. I know. Clearly had all come to the fore. It was very interesting I'm, to see I'm them a in a different light. I The more Brendan I can get, the better. I think he's just adorable. I'm rooting for them. So here we go. We're after the group date. And um, Zach, who he was just, uh, Rana was just talking about speaking, starts speaking in the third person. Yeah. He says, uh, I'm going to get to know Tasha. Oh, Tasha's going to get to know more of Zach. And Zach's going to get to know more of Tasha. That's a red flag for me. Yeah, that was obnoxious. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can you imagine? I picked up on that immediately. Imagine any of us talking like that. It'd be, yeah. It would be so insane. But I was like, he also, what's a snack? Like, Lauren, it would just be really weird. He, he also does confessionals shirtless. Yeah. Ugh. I can't. What about when he was doing his downward, his downward dog in the, uh, in the dressing room before the... The polo match, the water polo match. Oh, I don't remember that. He they were all a- trying to do push-ups so that they were pumped up when they went out in the bathing suits. And he did a full I did that before this match. podcast. <laughs> you know what? I, you look extra swole. I was Thank you. I appreciate good. that. <laughs> so then we have, she's brought out her two best friends. And I'm always like, are they? Are they your two best friends? Or yeah. the two best friends out of ex-bachelor contestants. So we have Becca, so we quarantine. Who, yeah. Becca, who was at that time getting heat because her fiance at the time, they've since broken up, was he kept putting up blue lives matter and all lives Ugh. matter. <laughs> this is her fault, though. She's obnoxious, I think. So. Well, she picked a guy that had a lot of problems and then stuck by him. Well, yeah. she didn't agree with any of his political stuff and chose him. It's like, that's what I yeah. think they have the conversations. Because I thought yeah, she didn't. I don't think she did. Yeah. I think she was just like horny for him. She I also was trying, she was trying to sneak her catchphrase in, which I also I find know. to be just Do ludicrous, where she's thing. like, you have to Do- prove you did the damn dares. Which I is- know. Oh. I thought that 
too. And I thought none of these men know who you are. Like nobody knows. I honestly don't even think damn or goddamn like usually flows in the middle of a sentence. Like a lot of people will say that. I just, I don't like that. I've been noticing this lately. Like I don't give a goddamn what it is or something. It just, it never sounds right. It feels very 1940s movie. Like it's like, um, so there's two of her best friends, Becca and Sydney, and they're playing truth or dare with a camera, which was just like, I have one of those cameras. They're just like Polaroid cameras. Like, yeah, it it, it didn't add up. You also have a camera from ABC. Like there's a cameraman following you. So there are these disgusting smoothies with cow intestines. Do we think that really, like, isn't that going to actually physically make you sick? And they and they didn't, and they also didn't look under all of them. They just drank the first one they looked under. I think they were supposed to pick one, and then they had to have they had to drink that one. Yeah, Yeah. that's I I figured that out uh, like third thing in. So it's like a hundred and twenty degrees, and you're supposed to drink cow intestines. Like that's going to actually give you an illness, Scott. Scott, what did you think as as a gentleman? Would you have done that? (laughs) A true gentleman. As a true well, gentleman, would you have done that for Kulop's affection? Uh, now, no. Uh, <laughs> back then, yeah, back in the day, back in yeah, the day. back in the day. I, you know, um, I thought they weren't as disgusting as they could have made them. You know, like the first four ingredients were actually like, oh, this sounds pretty good, and then then they would throw in like eyeballs at the end. You know, but it, they they. You know, if it were truly like Survivor, they were, you know, they should have been making them eat, you know, raw bugs and stuff like that. Yeah. But what is the point of all? I don't understand the point of that. I don't understand the cage match. I don't understand any of this. You know what that says? It's a pandemic and they can't leave the hotel. And so they're Do they normally do these kinds of things? These They they, they do, but they have to do a bunch of stuff for camera that makes like for a more exciting television show. But you can tell that the bachelorette is never quite into these dates as much as she just wants to talk to people. Yes. Yeah. Why would that be the thing? I'll never forget. You drink a smoothie for me. I think it's literally <laughs> just trying to give something visual, make something exciting. It's a race. I did find the orgasm over the audio. Incredibly funny. And yeah, this was one, fun. the Kenny, uh, somebody's Kenny, of course, Kenny got it. The boy band cover band, soft porn star of yeah. high heel hijinks. Ah, 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 don't stop. Come on, back up, back it up, back it up. Backing it up, that just, somebody screaming back it up was. I do think not- like, there's something about like when they had to do that where you th- you you learned a lot about them yes. by what words they chose. Yeah, 60, 60 seconds is a long 60, time. Yeah, 10 seconds is a long time to try to do that. 60 seconds. Have sex, I mean. Um, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 60 seconds over a loudspeaker. Like, like, what do you do? That's, that's a long period of time. Well, you got to, it has to build. You can't just, they all started right at the end. Yeah. Well, yeah, they started just at a 10 and then they kind of ran out of steam instead of going the other way. Why? How is Blake still with us? Oh, which one's Blake? The Blake Canadian, the, the, the Canadian, Canadian wildlife the manager, the beard, the guy with the beard yeah. who was a, who who bought the books on dementia and was angry that he yes, bought a book. Yes. Oh Put his God. leg up on the thing to show her across the way how that guy he is going to to screw her. Oh my! It God. was yeah. It was it was uncomfortable. Yeah. And yeah. then and then um, he looks yeah. like a magician. And then it, the- <laughs> yeah, wait, it was funny though with Blake. I mean, maybe you talked about it when you were talking about the dementia thing, but like he was so mad he bought the book. He never said he yeah. read it. 
No, it's just about like $19. Like, He's like, I bought right. a book about that. Like, okay. I'll Venmo you, bro. Here's 20 bucks. Sorry you bought a book. On, <laughs> sorry you bought a book on dementia. Um, so then they have to eat, am I saying this right? Habit, habanero peppers and Which then is propose. dangerous. That's dangerous. And it's yeah. so hot out. It's Every show is doing it, though, these days. Like Adam Scott's show, Don't. They make them eat, you know, all of these peppers. It's just, yeah, I don't know. And then there's, what is the the YouTube show where they have to eat peppers and... Hot ones or no, it's not, it's a chicken wing. Yeah. Hot, but... hot ones. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's very trendy right now to have to eat peppers in front of someone and cry. That sounds awesome. And then Bennett had to do Bennett really like choked himself up during he was, Bennett was feeling himself during his proposal. Oh, sure. Bennett's down on me. They have these, for those of you who don't watch at home, they gave away, they had almost like, it was like a bracelet sized engagement ring, a giant ring. Yes. Like a ring pop. Like a ring, a huge ring, and they had to get down on one knee and um, and propose. And at, then we go to the cocktail party, and she shows up. It's probably 190 degrees at this point in a silver bathing suit and genie pants. Rana, is that an appropriate outfit to wear to a cocktail party? Uh, see-through genie pants, first of all. Yeah. Gauzy, gauzy genie pants. Uh, it was su- such a strange choice because she has a terrific figure. But when she doesn't support her chest, I find it problematic for her. Her boobs are so good, though. Mine they're are amazing. Large, but mine are so large and are so heavy. I, in my mind, hers are like flying up. Like, yeah. I, mean, I haven't that, noticed. Not in that uh, seafood. I, I haven't noticed. Body what? set. Her boobs are her- what? <laughs> no, I wish I had noticed, but yeah, I know. Her and boobs I, are. Oh, she has Do you feel like you didn't oh, notice? Them. Huh. <laughs> you didn't notice in her, her red bi- in her red bikini, Lauren. Her the oh, most yeah. insane. When, her- when she came out of the water, like she was in Fast Times, or yeah. when she wore the um, when she what was that mistake that they made when she wore the sparkly skirt with the black deep V sort of seventies top. She wore that on the date with, I can't remember who it wasn't this episode, but the last episode. And then when Jason came to say he was leaving, she was wearing that, but they pretended it was the night before. But oh. she was wearing the outfit from the next day's date, not from the day that they <laughs> said that he came to. Continuity error. Uh, continuity error. But I, I thought it was an odd choice, but there was no question that Palm Springs in July, that it was a minimum of 130 degrees at night. <laughs> so hot. And they so were all, when they went to do the, the activity, they were all skidded under uh, awnings and things because you couldn't even be outside in the. It in was the so hot. This, yeah. And this was such a hot summer. So Bennett and Tasha. They go and they sit, they put their feet in the pool. And he says, Ugh. I would, he goes, I was feeling the feels. It was totally nuts. It was wild to have the excitement and feeling that I have since I, well, I haven't had that since I was 18. He also says, uh, as they say, uh, I'm having the feels. And then he says, I'm in the feels, oh, God. which is not how they say it. Well, he, all, he does everything. He sounds like an old dad. Everything is, yeah. Lauren, would you wear a silver one piece and see through genie pants to a cocktail party? I'm wearing it right now. I absolutely would. <laughs> I think Lauren might. Lauren's got legs. Yeah, I'd absolutely wear it. What was it? A see through genie pant? What was on top? 
It was a silver, <laughs> it was a silver one piece bathing suit with a yeah. backless and a bow and see through. I feel, pants. I feel really confident <laughs> in that. And I would love to wear that. So yeah. Scott, absolutely. Scott, will you wear see through genie pants? <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> to, to the bathing bathing suit. Yeah. She wore a bathing suit. Aren't all genie pants see through? I thought that was part of, uh, you could That's just what say, I thought. This is, That's this what is what redundant, isn't it? These were, this was a gauzy genie pant. Scott, hmm. will you wear a silver speedo and a gauzy genie pant to the next, to the next comedy bang bang holiday yeah. festival. This is why I, I <laughs> other than uh, being married, uh, why I could never go on one of these shows is like <laughs> the having to take off your shirt <laughs> aspect of it is just no, like no disqualifying for ninety nine percent of the population. Rips. Oh my god! I think, I, th- I think it's wrong. I think that it's a huge problem with the show that everyone has a six pack because it whittles it down to these assholes who only work out all the time. Yeah, don't get a lot of people who have a good personality. Yeah. I honestly pack. would watch a season of The Bachelor or The Bachelorette with just normal people. Maybe make the girls hot and the guys regular. I want. You mean like I in the re- you mean like in the real world? Yeah, like, like in Hollywood. Yeah, like Hollywood, <laughs> like <laughs> everywhere where doughy rich men marry incredibly sure, beautiful yeah. women that spend all day working out. Average-looking <laughs> people who are actually ready to get married. Yes, yeah. I think that would be fascinating. I'd love to. Watch I would that. love that. I would love that. Um, okay, we'll so all be there for the right reasons. So we and found out. No, you're guaranteed no fame after they actually say we. You cannot have Instagram. Yeah. In fact, yes. we try to ruin your fame. Yeah. Did you ever try to become famous? Yeah. <laughs> you will never. No, you will get canceled immediately. <laughs> we will cancel it's you. It's like Scientology, where, where they have like pictures of you. Yeah, with a collateral. Terribly it's, embarrassing things. Yeah. It's the Nexium Nexium collateral on you. <laughs> if you're gonna get your branding, okay, so. So he says, she goes, you've done this before, right? When you were, when you, you are in the field. And he says, yes, I was fully engaged. Um, I was dialed up for a wedding. Um, (laughs) This is all standard marriage talk. Yeah. Yeah. These are terms that we've all used when we got married. I was fully engaged and dialed up for a wedding. Scott, when you were dialed up for your wedding and fully engaged, (laughs) how how jazzed were you? Were you feeling it? You were totally. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I started at a, at a 10 and went to a 20. <laughs> you were in the field. <laughs> yeah. so, then, <laughs> so then he says, look, it's tough to talk about. I don't remember seeing a time when my parents were in a good place when their marriage. It was a real reality check. This but it ex- was the, no, I, I cannot accept this. <laughs> I hated this so much as his re. He didn't, yeah. even, he didn't say what happened. He just starts yeah. launching. Think this about that before course. you get engaged. Oh, yeah, like, but like, I also just, I really hate people using their parents' divorce as a. A lot of people get divorced. Problems. Everybody gets divorced. It's, it's okay. So irrelevant to whether the child will get married. I think it's such a bullshit cop out. I really yeah. hate that. And what about when he did that neat trick of saying, I don't, I don't want to talk about. I know. I was like, we you got to Oh, whisper, yeah. Whisper talked about. The whisper talked about. about. Yes. I saw yeah. some darkness. That whisper showed me some darkness. There. I think he's Doc- a murderer. He's a murderer. Yeah. Doctor, Dr. Tana Anna Banana, what did you think of the murderer when he was whispering and he was in the fields and he was dialed up for a wedding? Anna, what did you think of this? I thought it was weird that he whispered. I thought he was going to start crying, but then he was fine. So I was like, it's not that hard to talk about mm-hmm. it. It was 
Drink. Yeah, suspicious. Mm-hmm. So then we have, she starts talking to Blake and she's like, what would your ex warn me about you? And he's like, I'm a softie and a sweetheart. I, you know what? Nothing. This is, I mean, standard <laughs> interview question, making a, a, a positive sound like a negative. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> You're right. It made him sound like lame, even though it's like, you know, um, I, uh, I just want to get my life started. I, I, I'm ready for this. I'm here for this. I want to get my life started. And, uh, she didn't seem that excited about it. And then we have Tasha and Zach, and I do not get the appeal of Zach. No, she, that she underbite is killing me. His underbite. Just like Jason Mraz. He look. Oh my god! He does look like Jason Mraz. He looks like he reeks of cigarettes. He, they're wow. in the hot tub, and then she's like, "Do you like, think because he was an addiction specialist, does that necessarily mean he had an addiction at some point?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. I a specialist in it. If you, yeah, if you don't, I haven't noticed whether he's drinking or not drinking. Or I'm sure he's sober. Yeah, I'm sure. I look. But you know who's not sober is Chris Harrison. They show him having champagne at lunch <laughs> and wine at two thirty in the morning, and he's just as like drinking all day. What would you do? I mean, you he, he sits he yeah, sorry, you're stuck in Paul Springs. He's been like quarantining <laughs> alone. Stuck in a ranch in the garage. <laughs> it's just in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Can only read just, the Bible. He's also, just, he's also just made it through Claire and Dale for four episodes. So yeah, that's true. I can't like, believe they don't drink more at night. That all of them aren't drunk at night when they go to these cocktail parties. It's funny. Women will drink in a group, but men. They, there have been seasons where they people have been trashed. And I think yeah. maybe people I, know a, a little better now, I hope. I, I think one guy, that one guy who looks like he's like, <laughs> which one which one you're gonna have to be more specific blake gets a little blake does get a little sloppy <laughs> he like pu- fucking punch in the face like right before he does chase it chase it in the pink no the one in the pink uh ed 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 the one who went to he chris harrison's house it's been he, drinking yeah at the at the it's getting darker than he was like Ed's not managing his anxiety well. I I like, you have to be more specific. <laughs> okay, so then we have so then so she's she is turned. Her chemicals are jangled by this sober addict in this hot tub. Yeah. She was like, she there's something dangerous about him. She can't put her finger on it. She's like, you need to open up. She's making him so much more mysterious than he yeah, is. Yeah, he seems yeah. Just like a doof. I guarantee you he's like a 36-year-old yeah. man who has four roommates, like lives in a basement apartment. <laughs> like, like I think the mystery will be vastly disappointing when you actually see the reality of what you like. Who are you? What are you about? I can't think. I think the reality is much less glamorous than what her panties mm-hmm. are telling her about him. So she's like, you need to open up. He's like, oh, you're making me nervous. She's like, do I? Do I make you nervous? Um, Why? And he's like, I see the way you treat other people. Here's the thing. He goes, I want to build something with someone. Like, I realized this two days ago. And um, <laughs> and then they, they start getting ago. at it in the hot tub. They are making out. And then, he, oh, my God, no, Scott, Zach, yep. he says this, Scott, he's shirtless. And he's in his, in, he's in his, in the moment. And he says, I'm in the feels. Oh. Zach. Scott, take it. What do you have to say about that? 
I, I feel like these guys all plan out what they're going to say, like what stories yeah. they're going to tell about their parents or their hardships and what they're going to like. This thing is obviously like, I want to build something or whatever. He's he, they're all trying to psychologically manipulate her, you know, and, and say the right thing in order to make her go like, wow, you're really interesting. And for me, it doesn't work with him. Cause they only have 10 seconds together. So they all yeah. have to decide what's the bait they're going to use on their hook. I would Which is not why What's-His-Name had a high, such a hard time. What's-His-Name? The one who had decided he was going to wait till the end. Ben. Yeah. Ben. Yeah. I would not make out with Zach. Lauren, would you well, make out with Zach? Unfortunately for him, no. <laughs> uh, Rana, would you make out with Zach? Absolutely not. Anna, Tana, and Katie, either of you, would either of you make out with Zach? Mm, no. 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 I find him annoying. Scott Ackerman, where did you make out? Look, if no one else is going to do it. (laughs) Someone has to do it by the end of day. All right, we're going to come. Get him on my desk by EOD. He's naked on your desk, holding a racer. Holding the phone on his dong. (laughs) All right, we'll be back and we're going to talk about what was so fun, which was Ed and Ben getting sent out by production to go to Tasha's room when we come back. It's time to get sexy. Oh, yeah. I need a sexual timeout. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, we're back. Zach got a rose. They had chemistry. Meanwhile, uh, Ben is back just for spinning out, yeah. spinning out in his room. He goes, I think I've blown it. She thinks I'm the worst. I need to <laughs> step it up. Nothing else matters. She thinks I'm the worst was so immature to say. Thinks I'm the worst. Thinks I'm She's, the worst. I gotta go like, talk to her. She thinks I'm the worst and nothing else matters is so self-centered. It's like. <laughs> no, it's like, no, you just kind of blew it and you suck. Just stop. Yeah, like, <laughs> and then no he catches that with you're the, you're the best woman I've ever met in my life. Oh, I, I think people that are that extreme, it's like, dude, she's not, she's not thinking about you. You're like, you're not the worst. Nothing else matters. Totally. Like, like, you know, I, they, I wish that more people would have, you know, have an experience like that and then say something like, you know what? We just didn't connect and then leave of their own accord or their own. Yes. But like, yeah, these guys are all just like, what do I got to do to win her back? Well, not everyone can be won back or, you know, like not everyone you meet or are interested in. It's not going to happen for you. And he was mm-hmm. in the That's army. Point. They should be able to just they should be able to tap out. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, none of them do. None of hardly yeah. any over the entire what what has it been now? Fifteen years or so that it's been on. Hardly any ever leave just by saying, "You know what? I'm just not feeling this." Because they're doing it for the notoriety and for the Instagram well, followers. Well, but back in the day, back in, it really wasn't until like the last six years that like before it was the only thing to win was the person. Like right. before right. that, it didn't really exist. But it was nobody. People get so insulted when so like the few people that have left. The, like the leads cannot handle that one in 30 people may not like them. They can't deal with it. Well, that was why when Jason left, I oh. was watching that and I thought to myself, it would be so easy to get that guy to stay and fall in love with him, with, with you. The yes. only thing you have to say to a person like that in, when he was saying, I have to go, da, 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 the only thing she had to do is say to him, I really wish you would stay. It would mean a lot to me. I think you are this, that, and the other thing. And he would have been in love with her by tomorrow. Yeah, you're right. I think it's so beautiful that you're vulnerable enough to tell me this. Yeah. He would have loved that. Yeah. Side note, we during this, we saw an ad for The Bachelor. And yeah. we saw Matt James in a turtleneck and a jean tuxedo, a jean jacket, jeans, and a white turtleneck. And I was like, wow, look at that. Look at the styling on that. Yeah. He's so handsome. Tell me, the, tell me the truth, though. Like, were you a little more excited to watch that than you are to wa- be watching the current season? 
Like I, I, mean, I, I was a little well, like the promise of, the, but that's glamour. how the bachelor, that's how the Bachelor franchise works. Is the promise of that future season is always more enticing than the one. Yeah, you're actually, watching. my husband Mike did have a reaction when that commercial came on. He went, "Wait, what? Wait, is that real? There's another one." Because they also look like they got like a real mansion. Like yes, they're, it's in Montana or somewhere. What? It's in Pennsylvania. It's like oh, yes. Nima Cola Resort. And they went there years ago with Caitlin or JoJo season. Do you remember this? Yeah. That was her creepy Luke Pell chopped up wood shirtless. To put in a wood-fired hot tub in the woods of Pennsylvania, <laughs> it looked it was like a barren landscape. Well, actually, the, yes, I, Anna. I read that it's it's huge and it has a bunch of stuff like a zoo, like an animal sanctuary, like a whole lot of stuff on the grounds that I think they can take advantage of for yeah. dates. It looks it great. Looked very. It looked better than it looked when cause last time they went. I feel like they filmed during like mud season. Now it looked yeah. like it was like beautiful and fall, like a winter. It, it, it's called Nema Colon. I don't. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Whatever Nema Colon <laughs> Resort, but yeah, it looks cool. I looked it up. Scott, do you want to go to the Nema Colon Resort? Yeah. Well, hell yeah. It, it, it's almost making me want to go on to one of these shows <laughs> just to get out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Just pretend I'm single and I mean that's the only reason I would go. <laughs> so then they go, okay, so Ben decides he goes, I'm gonna go on a secret mission. I'm gonna walk to the room <laughs> under the cover of darkness. I'm gonna go to talk to Tasha. I haven't done a secret mission in years. Yeah, that's he a- says he hasn't done a secret mission in several years. What is he like talking what about? secret mission did he do? Do he was in army. He was in the army. He was in the he army. Was. Okay, yeah. that's what I wondered that's because I, I don't meant? remember. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Secret mission. He was in the army. He's doing a secret mission. Meanwhile, Did he kill Osama bin Laden. Is he one of the guys? <laughs> that was his last He's secret like, mission. I haven't done one in a while. My last one was pretty what if, big. What if but he, now he, I'm going to find her ki- room and killed Tasha? <laughs> just did the exact same thing he did. <laughs> he comes to well, his, his recon <laughs> skills were much better than Ed's. Ed couldn't even find Tasha's room after being there for four weeks. Well, I love. <laughs> I will say, Doug Benson, having just gone there, said it is confusing. But I here's the well now the, that we've forty one pools I guess bachelor more sympathy fan the bachelor producers are the meanest people in the world you know of all the rooms you know they told him the wrong I mean he didn't yeah okay I, 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 I have to we have to break this down was it truly something that happened or was everyone acting the entire time now I know Chris I, Harrison was acting. Because and he knew what was going on because he's a terrible actor and he. But he, I agree with you because he said, and it was also like Chris Harrison, you're acting. Why are you awake? Why? Why are you saying it's two thirty? This is weird. Yeah, like everything was very stagey for him. But I started to suspect that the other guy was acting and was in on it too. Well, they need content. They can't. They can't leave the hotel. If it's two thirty a.m. I, and I'm was the bachelorette. It? Wait, if it's 2.30 a.m. and I'm the bachelorette and you're really knocking on my door, you think I sleep in a T-shirt tied in a knot under my yeah. tits? It's not With true. all of the, like, stage lighting oh, talk on? Talk slower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's sick. Like, I thought that was so – it was definitely not 2.30 in the morning. And I, I do think it could be a, a total – act like a total little play they were putting on they're always waiting yes they're always waiting on that couch in full hair and makeup because why would ed 
go there and then stay and have a glass of wine instead of Ed, going Ed did not room. look Ed didn't look in on it. Ed looked con- legitimately confused. I believed like, Ed when, when Chris invited him in for a drink. I thought Ed was genuinely surprised to be asked to do anything. And then when they watch, and then when you watch the end and the awkward silence, and then Ed telling Chris Harrison to knock when he came to visit, like, that was real. That, that, that was, was that was terrific. <laughs> I feel like Ed's personality isn't good enough. I think Ed got tricked by the producers, but everybody else was in on it. It, the only way that yes. that makes sense, because if it truly is 2.30 in the morning, is for the producers to say, hey, Taisha is, is awake and and no one's there. And we think it would be a great idea if you were to go try to see her, you know, like them pushing him into it, you know? Right. Um, that's the only way it makes sense, because there's no way that he he goes to the wrong place naturally. No, I mean, and then they have to give him the exact address of Chris Harrison's yeah, house. Exactly. So, the, yeah. so then they have, so Ben shows up and she's like, he's like, I'm freaking out. You're disappointed in me. I've been, <laughs> I, and she's like, well, it's all about fighting and showing up, isn't it? And, she, and I, we've seen this Tasha. We saw this Tasha in paradise. We saw this. We've met oh, really? this Tasha. Oh yeah. We've met this Tasha in paradise. This was Tasha paradise. And yeah. She was like, I'm frustrated. And he goes, well, my guard can go up sometimes. And then she's like, well, oh, no, she said, she said, yeah, it's frustrating. My guard can go up. And he goes, guess what? My guard is also weirdly up, but I'm not going <laughs> to let another day go by and not kiss you. Two days is far too long. And then, they start and then they start kissing and we hear knock, knock, knock. And we think it's Ed. And uh, lo and behold, they, they pull a Silence of the Lambs, that famous uh, yes. switcheroo, yes. Of the doorstep shot. I have never seen Silence of the Lambs. Tell me what. This okay, is. so so basically, reversal. like yeah. the FBI figures out who the serial killer is, and they go to his door. Meanwhile, Jodie Foster is sent on a different mission to go like canvas, you know, some other totally different place. And um, you you see the serial killer. He's just about to kill the person, and suddenly he hears a knock on the door. And then you see the FBI like coming to the doorstep, and they're they're on the doorstep. And then he open the serial killer opens the door, and instead it's Jodie Foster there at the doorstep. And the Ooh, FBI is at a totally a different movie. place. It's it's, it's it's a classic switcheroo that they now use. Like it's it's kind of a trope now. They now use it. Now in it's everything. on the Bachelorette. Yeah, no. now the best word. Uh, I want to give a shout out to one of our listeners, Casey Runin, who's also an amazing artist and who does art for us. And he texted me that, or he direct messaged me that last night. But I didn't know what it. I didn't know what it was. Oh. And now I know. What now about, I know. What about how mad Keisha was at the door too? Where she was like, "What's this now?" She was yeah. blaming blaming him. Yeah. Well, it, it was also I, I his fault were, that the door was being knocked out. They were trying to sell that it, it was, was sort the of other, interesting. that it was the other guy, and instead, it just turned out to be room service. She also said, but she, she also was sort of annoyed, which I thought was interesting. But, I, was like, I, but I wondered if it was the if it was the producers like staging it to try to get you know to to fool you into thinking, oh, the other guy came by finally. Oh, she, for sure. I loved her saying the phrase. This is the best year yet. I, that really rung a little. <laughs> hey, when when you're right, you're right. <laughs> He's got Everyone's experiencing the pandemic differently. <laughs> yes, it's her yeah. best year yet. Yeah. And then, meanwhile, Ed is knocking on Chris Harrison's door, and he says, 
he says, it's 2.30 in the morning. What are you doing here? This is my room. Tisha is not here. Like the most, yeah. like so much pipe was laid. The amount of pipe laid in one sentence was like, and then Ed couldn't find it. And then he goes, oh, well, I stayed up all night to meet Chris Harrison. Oh, yeah, it uh, seems fake. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think. I, I don't think, think Ed was in Ed, on it. Though. I don't think Ed Maybe. was in on it. Yeah. I think Ed's just a dumb dumb. Meanwhile, Noah's upset. Noah, the nurse with the mustache, is upset. And he Everyone's was like, acting like weens. Everybody's, <laughs> these guys are a bunch of weens. So he's upset. In comes Tasha. There's a cocktail party. Yeah. She's. And I and I, she's a very well spoken, very lovely young lady. And I and I'm sure I say things wrong all the time, but I am the grammar police of the Bachelor franchise. She said, "I really appreciated it. You guys put your guys's selves out there. Mm. <laughs> you put your guys's mm. selves out there. Yeah, no, mm. yeah, not ideal, but." So then Ben grabs her first. He grabbed her immediately. He's like, I really want to show up for you. And uh, I'm just going to keep showing up. And then Noah is a little tattletale. He's a little bitch. And he was like, it's electric. And then he's like, well, I hate it. But these guys were shaming you. They were saying that I didn't deserve it, that you were doing it for show, that you were just doing it to stir the pot. Tattletale. I. This is the worst when guys do this on the show. Like you're not looking more attractive now that you have talked about what someone said about someone else or that they don't believe something. The best thing you can do is go on the show and act like you don't give a shit about anyone, including the bachelorette. Yes. Snitches get stitches. It doesn't. You do not want to be the tattletale ever. It doesn't work. But also I was confused. Was he actually tattling? Or was yes. it a Machiavellian? Well, who really? He was said sort that? of making it up. I it, think it, he was. Yeah. It was a Machiavellian move, and what he said was, he, which was, I mean, it was crazy, but it was brilliant. And he got her to feel, which, by the way, you can only imagine if they were ever in a relationship, the ways in which he could yeah. manipulate her. But he made her feel insecure. That that was his goal. Was. These men are questioning your He's, character and your mm-hmm. intelligence. And none of that had happened as far as yeah. I could, I, I he could said, say. He said, these guys are discrediting your thought process. It was brilliant. They're questioning your integrity. And she was pissed. She was like, I am not happy. My integrity yeah. is being questioned. You know what? This, uh, I am very intentional with what I do. There will be no cocktail party. Roses are getting handed out. If you're going to question me, I will gladly walk you outside. And then she's like, I'll let you guys sit here and think about it. And somebody goes, speak on it. And then Easy and Ed and Jordan are pissed. And then Bennett is like, Bennett's sitting there and he goes, can you imagine having an argument with a 14-year-old? Well, I'm having it right now. There is 0% chance that you will end up with Tasha. Everyone here knows it and she will know it soon. And he was like, I'm not on the babysitter. I'm on the bachelorette. He was so pleased with that line. Yeah. He was so pleased with that he, line. He also said something about her emotional, like, or his uh, emotional. Emotional intelligence. Intelligence, Yeah you're missing three out of the four elements of emotional intelligence. It's yeah. just like, that's, come that's on. Read, he's read a lot of uh, self-help. He's not smart. There was a, uh, there, there's a, a, a really funny uh, uh, TV writer, uh, Chelsea Rose uh, Devantes, who 
tweeted today, if you've ever wondered what it's like to be in a comedy writer's room, just imagine hanging out with 10 Bennett's. <gasps> That's hell. Oh my God. That's yeah. so funny. Wow. That's really funny. Yeah. I really um, can't stand when people talk about how they went to Harvard. I don't think you should care yeah. about where you went to college after. I get, what's worse is when they can't say Harvard, when they say, they I went say to school in the Cambridge. Boston area. Cambridge. <laughs> yeah, Cambridge. Yeah, Cambridge. I went to school in Cambridge. Oh, Cambridge Ew, Community that's College. So annoying. Harvard. Harvard. I went to Harvard. <laughs> and then they cut Kenny, the boy band cover band manager. They cut, um, they cut Chase. Who's, Ch- wait. Jordan, Joe. There's the, the Asian guy who was just hanging on by a thread. The anesthesiologist. I mean, like, you know what? Joe, I liked having Joe. him around. I liked I having loved Joe him. around. He was really good at reading the date card. He'd be like, yeah. Zach. She yeah, taking a lot you. of long pauses. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Yeah. How about... Who else? Wait, so they cut Kenny. So ner- ner- the, the Asian guy is oh, gone. Oh, uh, and the Wolverine. Just, yeah. They cut the Wolverine. Wolverine, oh, yeah. Unceremoniously. Yeah, and there was like yeah. no like like after all of that, I assumed that they were going to be. I assumed that he was going to be on the two on one, but but now we know next week the two on one is going to be um, Bennett and the nurse, and I predict that the nurse will win. Yeah, Bennett's mm. going home. She's not that really. In, she's not into. She's Bennett. not. Why would she be? Bennett. That's why. Yeah. And then he's. And then we see next week. We say we see him saying, "I don't want to be the villain." But I'm, but, but like, but they, but you are the villain. Like, and then yeah. we have uh, the two on one is coming up. I mean, overall, I got a pretty fun episode. Um, we haven't gotten to see much of Spencer. We haven't, we didn't get much of our, my, our roofer from Milford. No. Um, okay. She's I'm very just, attracted to him though, because I, she, I love every him. chance she has to kiss him, she takes it. Now I'm going to ask. Uh, she initiates. Stop, Lauren. Who do you think the final three with are going to be and who's going to be the number one? Do you know what? I feel like this season I haven't even started to think that way because I just don't feel committed. I think partly because they switched her midway through. We'll start Um, with Scott if you want. Scott, do you want to go first? But I want to say I think Ivan will be in the final three, but that's my my only real guess. I... I Top feel, three and number one. I, I was saying last night that that she plays it pretty close to the vest where she's she's not in any of her interviews really over talking anyone above another person, you know, she's or at least they're cutting it out. The one thing I did want to say though is the uh, uh the guy that she had the one on one date with in a room, what's his, is that Ivan? Ivan, or, yeah. So Ivan. She and and they didn't show it, but you could tell she was crying during her her interview afterwards, like being so touched because her, like her sort of vein, like her tear duct vein was kind of bulging and, and, and she was sort of flushed emotionally. And I was like, wow, she's like literally very emotional about this date she just had with him. So I would hope that he winds up taking it to the end. Um, I'm afraid mustacheless guy is going to go to the end. Um, I agree with you. I think he's going to the, I think he's the one that her dad hates when we saw the previous. Oh, interesting. I think, I think he's the one that her dad was like, this guy's a clown. That's what I think. Wow. And they're, they're given so much, airtime to the guy who has a, a fuller beard than his mustache do you know which one i'm talking about the lake he's got no he's well i don't know he's got such a bushy beard and then he shaves his mustache down so it's the guy that bought the dementia book yeah maybe it's an irregular uh, length anyway that's what i'm focused on i can't remember anyone's names but they're giving him so much so much airtime that i feel like it might be him too in the in the top three 
I'm going to go Zach, the addiction specialist, because she is horny for him. Yeah. I'm going to go, I hope Brendan, the roofer, but I don't know. I'm torn because I, I do think that Ivan stands a chance, but then I also do think that her dad is going to hate the nurse with the mustache. So I, I will go Zach, nurse, Ivan, as much as I want the roofer. And I think maybe Zach, the addiction specialist, is going to win. Mm. Okay, Ronna. Sorry, was that the dude in the jacuzzi? Yeah, the gross. He's he's gross. He's awful, but she's like so hot for him. He has no angles. He's awful. Yeah, he's he's in the feels. He's being very smart about he keeps she keeps saying you're so confident coming into all of this and he he actually said i'm just nervous to be honest i think that he i think she wants to bone him the most i think she yes. wants to like get i think she's sexually the most i think she wants to get into the bone zone how, with how him. many how many of them does she get into three. the bone zone three. With? All three she bones she, out three she, bones she can. Three. She she has the option of boning three in the bone zone she, it's up to her but you, you she has access to three weans I find that interesting. Like Jimmy Kimmel once said that on his show about Bachelor Bob, about how he held the record for the most sex with the contestants, where it was something like nine and a half is the way he put it. Um, Which is just so fascinating that the producers know this and Jimmy Kimmel talks to the producers and knows this, but they never expressly say it to the, to the public. The public gets upset because a few times people have said it, and then usually the ladies get slut shamed yeah. and people get mad. Right. Yeah. Um, Katie, Katie, Tan- wait, Rana, what are your picks? So the rule is that at some point they give them overnight dates. Is that There's what it is? Three, yeah, they get three fantasy yeah. suites. Yeah. Uh, I think my three are the same as your three. I think, unfortunately, the Rufa is going to be displaced by the nurse. So you think it's, and who do you think the number one will be? Who's going to go all the way? I think Zach also, which I can't even believe. I can't even believe it because I thought Zach, I really, I I have to say I'm more where Lauren is, which is I'm not really sure. I I need another week of what's going on here because I don't think she's sure either. So Lauren, you're only one right now that you're going with is Ivan. Yeah, just because that was the best connection. I feel like the other guys, it's hard for me to tell at this point. What about the roofer? What about the, what about the roofer? Which one is that? He was the one that Brendan. he's so sweet in the turtleneck. Oh, yeah, la- he's so cute. Yeah, he Here's, is cute. Oh no, I'll he's s- really good. That- he's really good. He's in my top two. I will say that the problem with Ivan for me is he's not going to get another one-on-one date for another ten days with her, and I think yeah. he maybe slips away. Yeah, unfortunately, agreed. you know, unless he does something where he pulls her aside or. Or, you know, something to make her horny for him. And I think what she about- had a connection with Ivan, but I think it was a really, in the end, more of a friend connection than... Uh- Maybe. What about what about Ben? What about Ben? The army went on the secret mission. Does oh, he stand I think a we're chance? gonna lose Ben yeah. eventually. Yeah. He had, his, he had his time in the sun last Doc- night. Dr. Banana and Katie, are you changing your anything from last week? I mean, I think Ivan, Brendan. It I makes I don't want to say Noah. What about Zach? God, I really just am going to ignore Zach moving forward. I don't care for him. Um, maybe Spencer. I think he might come back around. He's kind Ooh, of that happens. That happens. Interesting. All right. 
All right. What yeah, about who's, you? Who's Kate? the dude that they went on the horse uh, thing? Brendan. Brendan. Yeah, Brenda. I feel I feel like he's a dark horse. Like sometimes the Bachelor franchise will do this, where he gets a bad edit for a couple of weeks in order yes. to make him sort of like a sleeper pick. Yes. And then, and then and then the next week she's back with him and all up in his junk and, and yes. the Bachelor people expect you to be like, oh, remember three weeks ago? I mean, that's that's an eternity when we're watching the show. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm rooting for him. I want him to win. I hope I liked he wins. Him, yeah. um, Katie, who who do you think is going to win? Um, I want it to be Ivan. Like that would be great. But I I kind of worry that it's not going to be. I think. But I think he's going to be up there. I think it's going to be Ivan and Brendan, especially because Brendan. Like when every time they do connect, they were like, "Oh, I missed you so much." Like it seems very real. Zach, I honestly like don't really see a big connection between them. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. But I do think it's going to be the nurse Noah, whatever his name is, because I, there's just like something about him that she likes, even though he sucks. He's a cute little fuck boy. She's a fun yeah. little yeah. boy. But unfortunately, yeah. I think, a good walk. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think she's going to like that, even though he sucks. I, I also just want to say, I was so disappointed they cut Joe and kept Ed. Like, that really I disappointed. And there's a great interview with Joe in Entertainment Weekly, I, and he's just so it. pure and amazing. I read it. I know. He's so cute. Can I just say, I've been asking for reviews. My birthday is coming up. It's December 10th, and I feel like you're giving me my presents early. Not just human hair. But reviews, Katie, Anna, we're now up to 912 ratings. We are 4.9 out of five stars. I mean, like everyone, thank you. Thank you for giving us the stars. If you've been listening for a long time, you don't even have to leave an actual comment. We love the comments, but it's really helpful to get the actual stars. So we're up to 912. Anna, can you believe it? That's so nice. Thanks everyone for coming through. I want to get to over a thousand by the end of the year. I think we, by the end of the season, I think we can do it. Come on, just, If you're listening, just go click on it right now. You don't even need to leave a review. But oh my god, can I just say we we got so many fun reviews. Um, like I, the, 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 there were so many fun reviews this week. Here is one. This is from Five Stars Dora Explorer. Came for the Bachelor, stayed for the smoke show. <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to this podcast since the beginning. Please forgive me, Arden, for not writing a review before now. Excuse me, this smoke show forgives you because you're completely making my day. And it has changed how I watch The Bachelor. I used to be excited for the show every week. Now I'm excited for The Bachelor because that means I get this podcast to brighten up my week. If you don't like tears streaming down your face due to insane fits of laughter, this podcast is not for you. Tana and Katie are a delight. The guests are always incredible. And Arden is an absolute smoke show. Listen to this podcast. You will not regret it. Um, you know what? You left the review at the right time. It was the perfect one. Is it intimidating to do a podcast with such a smoke show, Anna? It's hard for me to look at you sometimes. I get very yeah. nervous. It really is hard. I understand that. That's, I have that effect on a lot of people. Here's one from a newer listener, five stars. This is from Lisa 06107, a bright light. This podcast has seriously been a bright light in the dumpster fire of a year that has been 2020. 
True story, honey. I started listening to it after hearing Arden on Ben and Ashley Eyes podcast during Peter season and cannot thank them enough for that gift. When Arden mentions Ed's trapezoids on this week's episodes, I laughed for five minutes straight. I am a teacher and I am currently suffering through online learning. I teach special education and my students are amazing, but I've had many struggles during this time. This podcast has given me a reason to smile during all my anxious feelings. I like to listen to it on my lunch break to take my mind off everything. Thing. It's really one of the only reasons I still watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette. Jerry Trainer has been one of my favorite guests, and I love his enthusiasm. Keep up the great work, Arden and team. You really are making people feel better. Katie, Anna, how nice is that? Nice. Thank you. People are so nice. People are so nice. And I, like, you know, normally I looked it up. Normally we do, like, 35 podcasts a year. And I think by the end of this year we will have done 70. <laughs> but I, I realized it was, like, both selfishly for my sake, I needed it to get me through the pandemic. And like, and just like, I just feel so grateful that I feel like this community and there's a lot of new listeners this year, like this has been a hard year. And yeah. if we needed, if we needed to watch Juan Pablo and listen to your heart, like, so be it, you know, in the goat episodes, like it's what we needed that would keep us all together. So I'm glad, I'm glad everybody has been enjoying it. Um, I also would really appreciate if you don't mind, if you bought my book on, uh, Amazon, or if you're a member of Goodreads, it, if you wouldn't mind reviewing it, Little Miss Little Compton or Leaving Stars, it really helps, um, people find it and increases my likelihood of doing a second book. Right now I have 83 ratings on Amazon, five stars. It'd be fun to get that up. So I appreciate that. And then, uh, we love it when you email us. You can email us at rosepodcast at gmail.com. And, um, we got this email from Alora Jean. I love this parentheses smoke show. I listened to your podcast on Spotify, which means I can't leave a review. So I figured I'd email it in. I try to be brief, but phew, much like you and your guests, I have a lot to say. First, let it be known. I didn't even watch the Bachelor franchise until listening to half an episode of this podcast and immediately started binging the season that was, oh, fuck. Ari. So thank you for introducing me to this delightful world of crazy, beautiful people. Secondly, I screamed when I first heard you have Rob Benedict on the show. She loved Rob Benedict. She wrote fan fiction. Um, every single one of your guests is hilarious to the point of pain from laughing, uh, laughing too hard, insightful and compassionate when analyzing the contestants and generally just kind and interesting people. And Arden, what can I say? Your cackle, your impressions, and of course your ability to rewatch entire seasons of the show over and over without going insane all combined to make one of my absolute favorite podcasts in the whole world please keep at it congratulations on your book can't wait to read it love you on insatiable and make sure to stay in your lane from one smoke show to another alora there you go well thank you so much and we love when you guys email us and when you leave us reviews all right, tweet of the week. And if you guys want to participate, uh, tweet at myself at Arden Marine, A R D E N M Y R I N N Anna Hosnier, H O S S N I E H, and do hashtag W Y A T R. Do it by midnight Pacific time on Tuesday nights. Here are our runners up. And so basically, we'll narrow it down to two and then we vote on the winner. This is from Jenny Hunt at Venezuela. I refuse to accept that was Bennett's real orgasm, considering he didn't scream about how he went to Harvard in the middle of it. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> um, this is also from Jenny Hunt. Bennett looks more like the skeptical dad on an at-home date than a contestant. <laughs> That's, I mean, yeah. How old is he? 
he's, he claims to be 35, but he looks to know. be like 50. Yeah. yeah. He's got real like 50s, you know, leave it to beaver father. Yeah, he's a real country club type. And he's, had me he's, he's a real cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can cut that out if you're not allowed yeah. to say that on the show. I, I, I think you should like play it a bunch more times. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. Okay, this is from Lauren at purple underscore haze. Bennett is definitely the big city businessman who gets dumped for the high school sweetheart in a Hallmark movie. Wow. That's yes. So he's, got, he's got James Spader in Pretty and Pink. Yes, in that's very true. Don't he, ever insult James Spader. But James he did oh, wear a white oh, scarf around his jacket. Sexy as could be. He wishes he was the villain in a John Hughes movie. <laughs> okay, this is also from Jenny Hunt in Venezuela. She was on fire last night. Does Ed think Chris Harrison is Tasha's dad? (laughs) (laughs) He didn't sit there Uh, like he had to. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah, I would probably dip after like two seconds. Like, like, oh, hey, hey, bro, I'm going to go try to find her later. (laughs) Yeah. This is from Business Raccoon at ABC Madsen. I bet Chris was hoping for someone more interesting on his one on one. (laughs) How many times? How many times has Chris had sex with one of the contestants? Do you think? I think at Good least. Male. I think it's. I think it would be like after they've. I think he dated Andy Dorfman. The, he did. The bat- oh. Um. Scandalous. Um, but he has I a wonder- girlfriend who he's been with for a long time, who I actually met doing improv at Improv Olympic in LA many Does she years do ago. Did she well, do she- improv? She she was around. I don't know if she mm. did it or if she was someone who liked to just go watch Suspicious. a lot. But she's now a reporter, like on the red carpet type thing for about uh, improv entertainment. <laughs> I love those yes. red carpet improv. Reports. Lauren Zima is her. <laughs> name. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Here is now. Here's our final run. Here's our final contestant. This is from Liz Tunkle at Dizzy Lizzie Raps. Kenny learned how to button a shirt from Jennifer Lopez circa 2002. <laughs> <laughs> wow. True. Oh, always plunging. All right. I'm going to nominate. What do we like for the top two? I like, I like Chris was hoping for someone more interesting on his one-on-one. I enjoyed that. I also I, like the first one. What was the first one? Um, Oh, uh, the orgasm screaming Harvard. Yeah. And then we yeah. also have, That's uh, my pick. The, oh, we also have the Hallmark movie. That's, I actually like that one the best. Okay, so we're going to go, I'll narrow it down to these two. This is from Lauren at purple underscore Hayes. Bennett is definitely the big city businessman who gets dumped for the high school sweetheart in the Hallmark movie. Or um, Jenny Hunt at Venezuela. I refuse to accept that was Bennett's real orgasm, considering he didn't scream about how he went to Harvard in the middle of it. Harvard or Hallmark? Lauren. Hallmark. Scott Ackerman. Harvard. Uh-oh. Rana. Harvard. Woo. Uh, Tana. I'm going to go with Harvard. Okay. Katie. Harvard. All right. Then Harvard it is. Jenny Hunt at Venezuela. I refuse to accept that was Bennett's real orgasm, considering he didn't scream about how he went to Harvard in the middle of it. Congratulations. Yay. Yay. Congratulations. What an honor. Oh, my God. Scott, can I just say what a wonderful addition you are to the Will You Accept This Rose podcast. Oh, thank you so much. Will you come play with us again? 
Of course, as long as there's a bachelor, I will be there watching and I'll okay. be available. And when did you start, Scott? Just so we know a little bit I've about I've watched your every, every episode of, of every season, including oh, the, the Paradise, Listen to Your Heart, everything. Well, oh my God. I also watched Listen to Your Heart. I same. mean, yeah, they okay. referenced they referenced it on this episode. I don't know if you noticed well, when they all picked up the uh, the musical instruments. One of the person, one of the contestants said, "I don't know how to write a song." And the guy goes, "Well, listen to your heart." They did do that, and oh, I was actually no. I actually um, was going to refer to it, but I figured that none of you watched it, so I thought oh, I would. Oh watch hell it. no! I, I, I earlier on the season they had um, Chris. What was the the couple? I know Brie Brie yeah. and Chris. Yeah. Bree and Chris. They're still um, together, still making beautiful uh, music. Apparently. Now, uh, well, I remember watching the finale of that and panicking because Rita Wilson was there and it was like when COVID, she'd already had COVID, but we didn't yeah. know she was She's infecting there. everybody. <laughs> Scott Ackerman, where, what would you like to promote and where can people find you? Uh, people can find me at Scott Ackerman on, on the social media, but I would really love to promote, um, there's a sketch show that I uh, produced on Netflix right now that I would love for people to watch. It's called Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. It's uh, an Australian sketch group and it's really bizarre and really funny. And uh, people who like, you know, like Tim Robinson's, I think you should leave really like it. And it's getting great reviews. So I, I want people to watch it, uh, especially if they could watch it uh, before the first month is out. Oh, okay. Wait, say the name. I'll definitely watch it. Tell, Auntie Donna's Big Old House of Fun. Yeah. Oh, fun. Okay, great. I'll totally watch that. Uh, Lauren, what would you like to promote? Um, I would like to promote Happiest Season, which I have a little cameo in, but it's a really fun holiday movie on Hulu written by Mary Holland, my dear friend, and Clea Duvall. And um, that's a great way to relax at this Thanksgiving time. And I would also like to just say um, to listen to Newcomers in Freedom and watch The Wrong Missy on Netflix. Well, if you haven't and seen between, The Wrong Missy, and I have a Patreon if you want to follow that as well. But um, if you guys have not seen The Wrong Missy, I mean... And Between Two Ferns. And between two first. If you're going to give part of my intro to Lauren. That's true. You got to give part of my outro to him. Fuck the wrong Missy. If you have not seen It doesn't need your help anymore. Between two ferns could use it. Watch between two ferns on Netflix. It's fucking hilarious. And you will love it. You're going to love it. If you've not watched Between Two Friends, you better fucking watch that and Scott's show before the month is up. You go press play. Just go watch them. Um, Rana, sister podcast, podcast crossover. What can I say? Tell us everything. Of course, I want people to listen to Ask Rana with Rana and Brian, which comes out on Tuesdays, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, And then we have, of course, a Patreon on Fridays like Lauren with patreon.com slash askrana. But I, I would be remiss if I didn't plug my coffee one more time, which is we have three gorgeous coffees at AskBronaCoffee.com. We have a beautiful medium roast called the Carriage House Blend, shades of vanilla that everybody's crazy about. And now we have Aronica Blend, which is inspired by uh, the chocolate Hanukkah gelt that's served during Hanukkah, Yum. like a mocha. I am smelling it right now. It just arrived. I'm going to be flying on this tomorrow morning. I, I can't such, wait. I cannot recommend, let me say this, and I said this last time, my favorite coffee in the world is Dunkin' Donuts coffee, but I like bougier coffee than that. Rana made bougie high-end. It's like 
The Average House Blend is like an elevated Dunkin' Donuts. I love it. Yeah. Um, well, I want to promote that Anna and I, we have our Patreon, and it every week we have, if you're like, we need more Bachelor Madness, why not go to New Zealand where you can watch two Bachelorettes at once? They do two at a time, and there is a contestant that is a chocolatier male stripper who's oh. also a dad. He's a father. It's fantastic. <laughs> Anna, what would you like to say? When do our episodes come out fridays uh thursdays our episodes drop every thursday and every yeah, thursday the first season ever of the bachelorette in new zealand and uh you can get songs commissioned and and once you get once you remember at a certain level you can literally listen to every single season that's on there if the holidays are making you feel grim why not go to bachelor in paradise australia season one with brian Sophie? it was amazing all right and buy my book, Little Miss Little Compton, available worldwide. What a gift. You can buy it as a gift. Buy it's it. so funny. It's so heartfelt and touching. And it'll make you laugh and cry. And it's a really great read. I highly recommend it. And there's pictures. It's it's, it's like, you know. And there's really funny read. pictures. Some of those there's, pictures made me laugh to tears. And there's what a gorgeous cover. Anybody would be delighted to receive that gift. What, and what it's like you're doing, you're giving interior design and entertainment. You can put yeah, it on a shelf. Okay. Anna, Katie, what would you like to promote? Uh, I'm just at Anna Hosni on Twitter. Keep sending your tweets of the week. All right, Katie, I know you want everybody to vote in Georgia. Talk I, about I it. I do want everyone to vote in Georgia. Early voting starts December 14th. The election is January 5th. Uh, but you can go now and request an absentee ballot or find your early voting locations. And also, Giving Tuesday is next Tuesday. So, you know, if there's a nonprofit that's important to you, consider giving to them. You guys, I, this is coming out oh, on Thanksgiving. I forgot yeah. to say that our Ronica episode uh, comes out next Tuesday, which is like Oprah does her favorite things. We do our favorite things. And so that's I our big it. gifting episode. of the, I it's forgot this would be coming out before then. So that's our big, big gifting episode. So Ronica is December 1st. I apologize for interrupting you. Oh, that's fine. I got to tell you, Ronica has better taste than anybody I know. She's like... She's like your fancy friend when you when you're like I'm gonna treat myself I'm gonna get myself a high end skin cream you listen to Ask Rana she'll give you a tip this woman knows of what she speaks for a gift giving you guys happy Thanksgiving out there everybody stay safe wear a mask if you're eating together eat outside or don't listen to me be like you're a podcast host you don't you don't work for my doctor but I'm just saying I want you to be safe and I want your nana to be safe I will be eating Chipotle in my yard with my friend Lisa Delarios everybody what a journey and that's how you do it when you're elegant um thank you so much for being on the podcast i hope you all had fun we oh, loved having you thank, thank you, you so much, so much. Oh. and uh bye everybody keep it safe keep it horny we'll see you next week <laughs> oh yeah gonna get all up in you tonight it feels so good i just got one little question when you accept this rose, oh, when you accept this rose into your world, oh, will you accept this rose into your This Rose is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine. Hosted by me, Danielle Robay. And me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.